0: Welcome back to Jump Scare. I'm Betty. And I'm Chad. This week we cover the sequel to 2017's The Babysitter with The Babysitter Killer Queen. Growing up is worse than a near-death experience. I can confidently tell you that. Because two years ago, my babysitter and her friends tried to kill me. The worst part is nobody believes me and now everybody thinks I'm crazy, but I miss her.
1: you a weird little dude with a crush on a murderous, fictitious babysitter. We just gotta get you laid. That's your advice? That's what the f- just came out of my mouth, man.
0: Cole, you're my best friend. You're not crazy.
1: It's this place. We're all going to the lake this weekend. Just come with me. I already took my dad's car.
0: It's just you and me.
1: We're back! <laughs> oh!
0: No, no, no. Let's go, Cole! Oh, you okay? You look like you've seen a gorgeous black ghost. Don't worry, guys. I'm good. Where's Sonya? Getting cookies. I want you all die! We are dead. Duh! Clearly, you guys are into some heavy cosplay. Just leave it be. Ow! Oh, yes. Oh, shit. Whoa, no, it's all gonna get again!
1: Update me on the Psycho Breakfast Club.
0: Basically, they're a blood cold,
1: and they made a deal with the devil.
0: they only have three hours to complete the ritual. We could hide out till sunrise. We finish this, but we have to go back down to limbo. Cool.
1: Could this night get any more erotic?
0: Hey Cole. You're my killer I can get killed first. That's a post-Jordan Peele era horror movie progress. That was a mouthful.
1: Yeah, I don't really know where
0: the Queen part comes in. Thank you. That is exactly how I wanted to start this. I'm going to assume, spoiler, woo, 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 spoiler alert, that the Killer Queen is the Samara Weaving character? I guess. I didn't really
1: get that from it. I think they just wanted to use the Queen song really bad in the promos, and... They just said, well, it doesn't make sense if there's not a killer queen in it.
0: Ah, fuck it, who'll notice. Why couldn't this be a prom movie? I would that have That
1: would have made more sense, wouldn't it?
0: Which there is side note for the R. L. Stein Fear Street Lovers, but there is a Killer Queen, I believe, book. Um, or maybe I just killed that, but I liked I like Killer Queen. I really like that. I actually think be. there is an actual movie called Killer Queen too um samara weaving is reprising her role as b yeah and most of the characters are reprising their roles um because the demons are back none of them are queens maybe they are but they weren't just you know they weren't showing their sassiness
1: yeah they weren't very uh, open about it, if they were no and yeah i don't know that kind of
0: bugged me like what what the hell was that about I think this was kind of a rush job. Oh, directed by McG. So it's... Well, that should tell you all you need to know right there. <laughs> that's going to have that feel. Uh, the screenplay is by Brian Duffield. So by McG feel, you mean the sad, destroyer franchise,
1: make you not want to watch those movies anymore kind of feel?
0: No. Brian Duffield.
1: <laughs> no, I was talking about McG.
0: No, McG. Yes, McG. Um... Underwater. Did we see that movie? Yes. He did that movie. He also um, wrote the screenplay for this film that Brian Duffield...
1: That was a decent movie.
0: Yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. It... It was fine. I know, we usually wait until we give the ratings, right? Let's dive in. So, we've already covered it's a Mick McG horror film. So, expect that kind of feel. You know what? I can't freaking complain. I'd rather watch all of Mick McG's films five million times than watch one movie made by... Rob Zombie? Damn, Rob Zombie. No. The other person that came from doing music videos my best friend the Transformers guy I already I already erased the director's name from my head oh, because Michael bay Michael Bay because I hate him so bad he doesn't exist in my mind yes <laughs> we have uh, Judah Law reprising his no, role Judah Lewis Judah Lewis you know it's so funny because his initials are Jr and the whole JL the whole time I'm thinking Jude law Jude law Jude Law judah lewis as cole which i think that was the first movie he was ever in that actor yeah Uh, he was in like one other movie emily lind she plays um, melanie emily lind who plays melanie that's a mouthful there you go as well she is gonna be in the new upcoming gossip girl show they're bringing that back yeah they are i'm totally against it and Phoebe, who's Jenny Ortega, uh, she's the neighbor from You Season 2, the chick, the sassy Spanish girl, the young girl. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And she's also going to be in the new upcoming Scream 5. Oh, okay. And if you have no idea who she is, she was also, as I learned because I just finished watching this, don't judge me, um, Jane DeVirgin. So the film i have a lot of things that i would like to discuss we we kind of we talked about why it's named that the second thing is cole's corduroy suit that he wears throughout the whole film what the fuck was that about <laughs> i guess
1: they just needed a way to let you know right off the bat what kind of a sad nerd he really was and nothing says sad lonely nerd like a corduroy suit now like at one point it was probably cool in the 70s he would have probably been an awesome dude but now
0: no no in the 70s he wasn't an awesome dude the 70s he was just a dude in the 70s because everyone was wearing corduroy he looked exactly like this carpet okay that we had in our apartment in new york in like the mid 80s our carpet looked the same color. Like I was having like crazy flashbacks of like sitting on the carpet playing fucking Atari, you know. Um, I was oh I was playing Atari at the time, so I wasn't playing you know Nintendo. We got we got that as a gift, so that definitely just completely threw me off. That ch- that choice for clothing. Um, I get it. They could have just put him in some other wear, but this film. Make G has, you know, very specific style when it comes to, like, how his characters are dressed and, like, or maybe that's just something that him and the, like, the person who does the clothing, they, like, they see eye to eye and the music. So he likes, you know, the olden times because there's a point in the movie, like, Midway, um, where they get into the whole boat and the whole boat is very, 70s esque. Oh, yeah. I mean, that boat just screamed. Uh, 60s, 70s kind of feel to it. It felt like they could have filmed the uh, original Cape Fear on it. I feel like a mustache (laughs) just would must. I see like a mustache just in front of the boat. Like, you know how they have like. (laughs) (laughs) They have those stupid like eyelashes on the cars. Yeah, there's like a big 70s porn stash right on the front of that boat. For sure. Well, Cole, no one believes Cole that. You know, he's had this experience two years ago and two or three years ago. And, you know, everyone just thinks that he's nuts. His parents think he's crazy. He's seeing the school counselor, who's also the school nurse. He, I don't. Yeah, they
1: kind of made a joke about, about budget cuts on that. So um, okay. they were trying to make a little joke on that one, but it was very little.
0: And he tells the counselor my like part where it was just like i had to giggle was that he felt like sarah connor yeah (laughs) i did like that because it's just like yes that's exactly wow she felt no one believed her and she knew she was fucking telling the truth um the parents are gonna put him away in a home and for a psychiatric i'm sorry they're gonna put him away he's gonna go to like a psychiatric high school that's what they call it they're gonna put him in a special
1: care facility
0: So we're kind of like jumping a little, we're not going to go speed for speed, but he kind of just goes with his friend Melanie off to like Lake, to a Lake Tahoe party. She kind of like, I don't want to say she kidnaps him, but he definitely is like, I can't go to this school. Can't face this. I'm, you know, she's, she's like, you should just run away with me. Um, she has not confirmed whether or not she believes the story, even though she experienced some craziness in the first film um she's kind of like you're the best and everything's gonna be okay but she doesn't really that should already be spoiler spoiler the first indication that bitch evil that's (laughs) this is out there (laughs) she's she's evil she's up to something and she definitely was yeah i don't
1: know i don't like the part of the things i don't like too is like the stories where it picks up and it's like oh everybody at the end of it was believing him like you saw stuff but then this time now nobody believes him it's like now nobody believes anything he's crazy It just i don't know
0: they kind of ended the last one on a good note i don't know why they need to pick it up like that on this one Uh, yeah i would have not i would have never mom i can't say never because nowadays it's all about the sequel right how many movies can we squeeze out Out of this one movie that did well. Let's just try to get all my... And also, there's not a lot... It's slim pickings nowadays. So, it's like... uh, You can't really judge too much of what's out there. But we do. So, there's that. Uh, The Street Fighter Mortal Kombat scene in slow-mo. That's actually more towards... I went all the way to the end of the movie. (laughs) But that scene was just totally... I don't know... It's like people couldn't accept uh, accept Scott Pilgrim way back when, and I love that movie. I yeah. hands down I, that movie. I think it's fantastic. Never read the Mangas or whatever, so I'm not going to be like it's completely accurate to everything that happened. But I did like the way that that film, you know, went about. Showing you know crazy the crazy visuals, yeah, the visuals and like very comic booky with the noises and you know the very specific game noises. If you knew, like, if you had played those games, you knew exactly what game that was from. Oh, that's from you know Zelda or whatever. And this tried to do that. It 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 fell really flat on the face for me. I did not find it to be funny or cute or quirky at all. Well, oh, and there's a whole like
1: scene where the two of them are down in a basement and they're. Uh, he's what's Cole and uh, other the other character, the Jenny Ortega character. And they're about to have sex. And then it cuts to, do you remember in the Naked Gun Part 2 when they had, when, you know, Leslie Nielsen and Priscilla Presley have sex? And it cuts to all the scenes of guys firing out of cannons. Yes. Trains going into tunnels and, you know, rockets coming out of the ground and all that. They do that exact scene in this movie. And, you know, I laughed my ass off in The Naked Gun because that's the kind of ridiculous bullshit movie that is. You just expect that sort of thing. But in this, eh, it just didn't work, you
0: know? Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't work. And I don't think that the feel of this movie didn't really feel like it really knew what it wanted to be. Yeah, the tone was
1: all over the place. It was crazy dark and then it was kooky fun
0: and then like there's a part where their dad is crying and is having a sentimental moment with his son and it's like this is all just i mean someone this movie needs to take some medication because the emotions are everywhere yeah it's everywhere and i like i said that's the thing i didn't like about it is like in a naked gun movie a
1: crazy scene like that is fine because the whole tone of the movie is ridiculous like that but that'd be like if right in the middle of a scream movie they just started having a pie fight you know it's kind of, oh wait, they did that in The Dawn of the Dead. Uh, still, uh, you know, the tone's just all over the place. You can't really, uh, I don't know. I just wasn't a big fan of this movie.
0: The shirtless guy, Max, that's played by Robbie uh, M.M.L., he's really funny. So uh, I liked all of this, uh, like, scenes that he's in. Because he's really rooting for Cole, like he's just a like, guy's guy, and he's rooting for him yeah. and saying all kinds of shit. But also, he's also trying to kill him, so <laughs> he's kind of like, "Hey, I got to do this." But you're good cool up to you, little buddy. Exactly, and you know, He's uh,
1: related to the guy from Arrow somehow, the Stephen Amell. I don't know if he's his cousin, his brother, or whatever, but he's related to him.
0: Okay. I think that's part of the
1: joke of that's why he never wears a shirt. Because in Arrow, the guy never wears a shirt. Mm. So they're probably making fun of
0: that a little bit. Yeah, he he definitely doesn't wear the shirtless... uh, He's a shirtless guy throughout the whole movie. He was really funny. So I really did enjoy his character, or him coming back. Um, In seeing that, they go and they kind of go behind the scenes. And that's why Samara Weaving is in the movie again-ish because uh, the film is not about her and I guess I wasn't expecting to see her per se. like I actually had no expectation going. I didn't know what was gonna be going on. Um, I don't even remember watching the trailer and if I did, it was way long ago to the point where I just completely forgot about it. Um, they go and they have all these scenes where you see where she like got the people to like sign the book and like sell their soul um, per se. And I guess fine, so their soul. <laughs> There's
1: no per se, they did it.
0: Did they have a soul to begin with? Is the question because they were just you know, the one guy's trying to be like a singer, and he, it's like in the 80s. And he just looks was it 70s or 80s? I don't know. He's he's wearing like no shirt, leather jacket. I guess he had a jerry curl, so it was probably the 70s. Well, I don't know because she wasn't that old, so. But I, no, but I thought that she was going back in time because remember, spoiler alert, she's been around since 1980 whatever when the girl was a little girl. When Phoebe, the Jenny Ortega's character, she was her babysitter. So she was her babysitter for, let's say, nine years. That girl's only
1: like 18 years old, though.
0: Yeah, but she was her babysitter for like 9 years and then we fast forward to however i don't know what you're saying
1: that girl wasn't born in the 80s. Cuz there's no way she was born in the 80s, she's 16.
0: So maybe when she sold her soul, then she was able, you know, she had devil powers and she was able to go back. You see, this is not explained. <laughs> we don't know the big because they made it a point to show the other characters that they were not In the 90s or 2000s. The way that they were dressed, they were completely... The only one that was ambiguous was the Asian girl. Um, See, I just thought
1: the others were all kind of assholes. I didn't think they were supposed to be further back in time.
0: Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to rewatch those parts because they're specifically dressed certain... Two of them are specifically dressed during a a time period. The guy's working in like a convenience store or whatever and the uh, redhead... She's I forgot she's trying to be a news reporter and she has like the big ass hair like just the way her suit looks it just looked very 80 so I I I, I couldn't take, tell you I just
1: didn't take it that way
0: I took it that they were just, you know, all douchebags now. Yeah, cuz you made a point. She's she's from She's been around for some time because she hadn't aged in like nine years or however long, you know. Because I don't really know how old the the girl was. I'm gonna say she was probably like seven or eight years old. Yeah. When she died, Samara. So Phoebe and Samara, Weaving's character, B, they're connected, and she was their babysitter, or yeah. she was her babysitter. And the reason why Phoebe lived was because the babysitter sold her soul to the devil. So then she can give life to the little girl who already like lost her parents, which
1: I feel like this was one of those things, too. of Back when they made this first one, Samara Weaving wasn't very popular and now she's super popular. So in order to get her back, they had to reverse it, and make her character a good person that was just out to do good and just got off track. And then you know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of had to backtrack it to get her back in this or they wanted to just make her into a good guy in this one. So there wouldn't be like, oh, that was that time Samara Weaving was evil.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> that whole thing. And then, oh man, I, I let's just throw a rating and then we'll just keep complaining about the movie. <laughs> I give it one and a half knives. Yeah, I was going to say one and a half too. So yeah, one and a
1: half knives just because there's a few fun scenes in it. But for the most part, it just didn't need to be.
0: Now, I'm going to catch you off guard now, because we had someone that asked us, asked me, actually, hey, are you going to cover this movie? Uh, and I was like, I don't know, which is The Lodge. Oh, yeah, we did see that one a while back, didn't we? We did. We saw it as soon as we, I want to say probably like a week after it had um, been out on, I believe it's on Hulu. It's been, it was a long time. Think it's Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, I did not this movie drove me crazy. I don't know why people like it. I need to know why. So please, uh, please send us an email at stay tuned to the horror at gmail.com. Just let me know. It could be two sentences why you liked it. Because I need some a different perspective. Uh there's so many things about the film. Let's not, let's move over. If you've never seen it, uh, it's a movie where a husband decides he's going to um, have a relationship with a woman who he had been researching or he had been researching a cult. She's a survivor of the cult. And he decides to have a relationship with her and then let his children go away with them and a family trip to like some cabins like during fucking winter. And this is after
1: he went and told their mom, hey, I'm going to start a relationship with her and I'm going to leave you and then this. And the mom just took out a gun and blew her brains out in the table while everybody
0: was there. I did not like watching Alicia Silverstone blow her brains out. So let's just throw that out there because that's who's blowing her brains out. Uh, Very insensitive to the whole thing. I felt like it was like, well, obviously he was already with the woman, but like two days later she's coming over for like thanksgiving they have this weird like turkey they had like weird turkey like garland paper mache things out we've yeah. seen it it was and a while like, ago uh,
1: and they were um they were like what do you call it like deep frying the turkey outside yeah and it was yeah that that's never a good idea
0: anyhow the kids are not about her they she's younger than the mom you know she's the young the younger woman and they do not care for her and she's weird. And they know that... They find out that she's, you know... Survivor of a cult where everyone killed themselves except for her. They watched the film, which is like a... It was a film of what actually happened. Yeah. Um, from her point of view... Because everything's on the internet. Of course. Well, I think the father had the footage because he was doing research, right? So, nevertheless... They see that, and and this is the part of the movie that everyone that I've talked to that likes the movie has completely forgotten about. So maybe we're fucking nuts, and this didn't actually happen. But we're going to say it happened, because I'm like 98.5% sure that it happened. They go and they decide, hey, let's just take some, let's just scare her on this trip that we're going to have, and let's just take some, uh, you know shit that we saw in the video like tape and they don't
1: they don't explicitly say we're going to do that but you see them packing supplies that clearly lead you to believe that they're up to some shit and then as soon as things start happening around the when they get to the cabin and of course after like what five hours the dad's like well i've been here long enough i need to go back into town and do some business you strange cult girl just stay here and take care of these kids who you just met
0: Mm -mm. So, nope, Nope. you know
1: it's not going to go well, but as soon as, spoiler alert, as soon as you saw them gathering up all the shit that they were going to take, you were 98% sure that the kids were behind what was going on.
0: That's what ruins the movie for me. If they had not shown that scene of them putting the supplies in their bag, which is the son that's doing the packing, he's the one that's initiating that because the sister's younger than uh he is and she's kind of just following what her brother's doing yeah um once if they had
1: cut that scene in later like once you figure out what's like a going flashback on, or something had a flashback to what was going on it would have been a little less obvious but it takes away the whole surprise of everything it would be like if in the middle of the usual suspects you know kevin spacey's wallet fell open and there was a card <laughs> in it that said kaiser soze <laughs> And you saw that, and then you went, oh, he might be Kaiser Soze. And then at the end of it, they were like, hey, he's Kaiser Soze. And you're like, well, yeah, that card that fell out of his wallet like an half an hour ago told us everything we needed to know. So it's kind of like that to me. It spoiled what could have been the big twist of the movie. It was just early on, you were like, well, the kids are fucking doing it. And surprise, the kids are fucking doing everything. <laughs>
0: This guys are so same thing is killing me. Yes. That's exactly. That's exactly what. Uh, yeah. You, I'm just. I can't stop laughing because that shit is really hilarious. That's
1: exactly what it felt like to me. Because like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, the fucking kids are behind it. They're evil. And they're going to be causing all the bullshit that happens in the cabin. And sure enough, they were. And you knew that just from, like I said, from seeing that one scene. You were like, oh. Up, they're going to be behind it. Now, there was a slight chance that you were like, oh, this is going to be a misdirect. They brought this up. The exact creepy supplies that you see later on, they brought those, and it's just unrelated. But no.
0: Yeah, what... And I think this is probably, if I'm looking at the movie from through someone else's eyes, since that scene happens very rapidly, because it's not like it's a lingering, slow-motion scene of him packing these items. Uh you get more of the effect of the paranoia that the stepmom is starting to, you know, get because she now cannot find her pills. And we all know that a crazy person has going to have crazy pills and they need to have the crazy pills every day. She can't find them. And then it's like, oh my God. And then she starts hallucinating. So they spent a lot of builds on what she's going through mentally, what she's seeing, but she's not really seeing it. And it, there was a mind fuck that's happening to her. So that, and for me, I was just like, okay, well, this is obviously, she's being tricked into all this because we saw, obviously done it. yeah, you know? they're doing all this bullshit and she's freaking the fuck out and she loses it. My favorite part of the film. And I say that sarcastically Um, is when the dad finally arrives, and I feel like he's been gone for like fucking two weeks, right? When he he finally arrives to the situation, shit is overblown and the kids are about to get fucking shot. Like they're about to get blown to fucking pieces. He stands in front of her, okay? Telling her it's going to be okay and, you know, to give him the gun and she's he's just there he doesn't bum rush her he knows that she has mental like a disability like she's fucked up in the head and she went through a terrible experience so if i saw someone pointing a gun at my kids i'm throwing my body at that gun i'm trying to kick them like charlie's angel kick it out their fucking hand i'm doing something i'm not standing there trying to have a conversation with the crazy person holding a gun Spoiler alert: He fucking dies because she blows him away. <laughs> There's no other way that that was gonna go. With how he was trying to be very delicate with the situation, and he delicately got his fucking adneman blown out. <laughs> now he's dead. <laughs> I love that part because it is just so unbelievable to me, especially as a parent coming into a crazy situation like that. She shouldn't have left him. He shouldn't have left her with those children to begin with, but then an, he, we wouldn't have a movie, right? So, and they're never renting this lodge again. The lodge is like cursed for all eternity. Like, the, yeah, you're the,
1: never going to get the stain out of this one.
0: No, this is an Airbnb. Just burn it down and just make another one, like you know, two miles down away from this one, because it's not going to be good times and with the bad juju.
1: And for anyone that hates that sort of thing, yes, the dog does die in this movie. So the dog's not making it out. So if that's a deal breaker for you, besides any of the other reasons we've just told you not to watch this movie, yep, they kill the dog too.
0: You know, do we save you from a two-hour, you know, fuckus? Probably. Or... Like I said, you love the movie. You see it in a completely different way. You want to point out or tell us you know, what your favorite scene is. or Drop us a line and let us know because we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, stay tuned to thehorror at gmail.com. I am willing to see the movie from someone else's eyes because I can't get out of my own like view of it.
1: Yeah, tell us your thoughts on The Lodge and The Babysitter, uh, Killer Queen. We want to hear about it. That, if you have any requests for movies for us to cover from the show or topics you'd like us to talk about, uh, drop us a line. Stay tuned to the horror at gmail.com. Can
0: we call this the Rotten Apples episode?
1: Yeah. This is the the Rotten Apples for sure.
0: Rotten Apples episode. Well, guys, thank you so much and stay tuned to the horror.
1: And now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment.